If you know you're nice, then just be nice. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. Yes, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spee's in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself, back at you with another episode, episode 43. Thank you for stopping by, thank you for tuning in, thank you for making this a part of your daily routine, your evening routine, no matter what you're doing where you're doing it and how you're doing it. You're tuned in right now. We're on the same frequency. We're on the same vibration. You're the reason why this podcast exists. Without you, we wouldn't have this back and forth. We wouldn't have this discussion. So thank you for being you. And thank you for growing with the What Is Life podcast. Yes, you already know that Pal Pullen is in attendance it's 116 degrees out here, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, we stay cool. You know, we stay calm. And, you know, we stay collected. And we're thankful for all the experiences that we come across. So, what are we even talking about today? We know we're talking about something life-related, right? Or if you read the description and if you read the title of the episode, you would see that we were talking about how life can be so intense. Life can be so intense. And because of that, we manifest some beautiful creations, some beautiful things in this world. And we manifest some ugly shit because of that. It's all about your perspective, though, how you you want to remember that in your mind. When you are making these decisions that you make on your day to day. Because some of these situations are high stress, are high pressure situations. But there was a time when walking, trying to walk, was a high-stress situation. And we did that as kids, and now it's easy. Now it's us having the energy to even get up and mobilize. And all that is is a metaphor for saying to be able to do for self because that's all we want in life all of us we all want to be self-sufficient we all want to be self-sufficient in all areas self-sufficient with the 
emotions that you're providing for yourself. Because whatever you're providing for yourself, if you're not giving to others, then how can you expect that from others? This life's cause and effect. This life is give and take. And since we have such great power to create how we can create, then of course it's going to take a lot of high stress situations. So the foundation that we're building is solid, is concrete, is hardened. Because then not only are you self-sufficient, but the people that you are around are also self-sufficient. So then you have a team that can move efficiently because all of us are not great at everything. Some of us are even lucky to be great at one thing. So when you become dedicated to yourself, to your life purpose to finish this life out and not give up on yourself and not sell your soul, then you're going to attract just that, that opposition that you don't want. Why? Because it's going to make you steadfast. It's going to make you Focused is going to keep you dedicated to your vision. It's going to make you dedicated to your vision. The hard work, the hours grinding, mastering your craft, learning a skill. There's going to be times. There's going to be times. When you're going to ask yourself, is this worth it? There's going to be times when you're going to ask yourself, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is what I consider my dream really my dream? Is everything I'm trying to attain, is is all of my goals really for a good purpose. When these thoughts come to me, it's pretty devastating. It's pretty devastating. Just for that instant. And then sometimes I laugh it off and that's when my ego comes in and that's when I love my ego at this point because it knows like yeah i'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be doing this i know i am i know i am if my ego don't agree with the thought then i know that is not it that's not for me why do i need to keep chasing that and then when i continue to keep chasing that vision that's not my vision somehow some way it deteriorates it falls apart. It dismantles. 
And then while it's all broken apart, I'm able to take a great look at how it happened, why it happened. And then I see what door or doors are still open in that moment right now that I, I did not see because I didn't see those doors. Either they were just a figment of my imagination or I didn't go searching for them. It was just a thought that I never entertained. Now, these opposing thoughts, they come often. It could be about a job, about a relationship, about even what I would be eating that day or night. So in these intense, high-stress, high-pressure situations, your ego really does come in handy because it will help you to get out of your mind and it will help you align yourself with your purpose. Because I know when I'm not doing what I'm called here to do on this earth, I feel like a horrible person. I feel terrible. I feel like I'm not fulfilling my calling. But whenever I am creating, when I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing, it just feels like heaven. It feels magnificent. It feels beautiful. And I'm sure we've all had that feeling before. Whenever we did something that we were passionate about. But sometimes it's good to know when to let things go. Because we are called here to do so many different things. Not a lot, but just a few things here and there to help us get to our zenith, our apex. That's why every choice we make, every decision we make is life-changing. Because every little thing that we do gets us into the position that we are right now, wherever we are at in this world while we're listening to this podcast. Your ego will be able to look down on you and communicate with you that, yo, this shit right here is not for you. You don't identify with that. Why are you even in this situation right now? Why are you still chasing that? Why are you still flying over there when you should be flying this way? Right? Because if you haven't listened to the Life is Taming the Ego episode, you will know why it's important not to kill your ego. So there's this narrative out here saying, kill your ego, right? I mean, once you do that, you become a zombie. Because what is the ego? It symbolizes the eagle. And it's the sun, it's the solar plexus. It's our stomach. It's our gut feeling. 
Eagles, they don't know fear. Fear is created in the mind. At our true nature, all we know is fight or flight. Either we're doing the fighting or we're doing the running. Either we're causing the action or we are a part of the reaction. How often do we always want to live in a state where we're always reacting? But we can't knock the state of being in reaction because that is when we really learn how to act. Whenever an opposition, an opposing thought, an opposing spirit comes our way. This is what we call ticking the high road. This is where we use our ego to not brag or be boastful and impose our thoughts and impose our will and be super logical. This is when we become really majestic. This is when we become an even higher vibrational being. This is when we soar high. This is when we rise high above the bullshit. You're able to get the perspective not of only your position, but of the opposition. Because once you're able to understand, you can overstand all situations. Because that opposition can't kill you. It can only kill itself. When you look into the mirror, who do you see? Do you see the real you? Or do you see a different side of you? What do you see? Let me know. I want to know in the comments. So if you possess yourself with negative thoughts, if that's all that you choose to attract, that's all you want to focus on and be driven by, that's one hellacious, scary place to live. That's a state of paranoia, a state of anxiety that I wouldn't want to wish on anybody. And what's wild is, what is wild is, a lot of us, not us, but a lot of us do live like that. Do live like that can't even, cannot even wake up and be excited for life, to be excited about what you're going to experience today. When you live like that, it's like you're building up so much tension. You're building up so much tension, so much stress. 
your body's tightening up. It's getting harder for you to move physically, emotionally. You don't want to be too invested in anything because something bad's going to happen, a relationship's going to end, something's going to be or go horribly wrong. So, you end up doing nothing but just looking, scrolling, judging, and wishing. Instead of being like Marshawn Lynch, all about that action, boss. Tension's real. It's not gonna, it's never gonna go away. We need that pressure that lets us know that this life is real, that lets us know that we can really accomplish great things in this life. And it lets us know that we can also, <laughs> and it lets us know that we can, and it lets us know that we can also accomplish nothing. It lets us know that we can be a failure. But what's the difference between winning and failing? We'll have to find that out on the Life is a Competition episode. But personally, for me, I don't like being around tense people. Like, if you're tense all the time, you're not the vibe I'm looking for. (laughs) If you can't relax, if we can't joke, if we can't chill, if we can't enjoy each other's silence... As much as we enjoy each other's chatter, then I cannot, I can't kick it with you. There's times to be tense. There are definitely times to be intense. Like when I'm having mental exercises, we keep the intensity light. I like that. You know what I mean? Because, of course, You're going to be passionate about what you're talking about. You're going to be passionate about your opinion. And, you know, if you can understand that and want somebody to respect you, then you have to respect them and their opinions and how they think. Even if it's not, (laughs) even if it's not what you 100% agree with. But it's cool to keep an open mind because you might learn something. You might pick up on something. And that's one way that they'll be able to pick up something from you as well. And that's how you have a good discussion, a good relationship. Keep building on that. During that type of discourse, though, (laughs) depending on the type of person you are, my advice would be just to be more from the heart than you are from the ego in that point. 
You know what I mean? Like have a nice blend of both because that's when you can create some humor. <laughs> humor is good because it cuts tension. When you're able to crack a joke, be lighthearted, be lightly, you know what I'm saying? Lightly break the tension. That's cool. That's awesome. So as much as I didn't like icebreakers in college and in high school and all throughout my scholastic career, it was still cool. I still respected it because I understood that it was a way to introduce yourself. A light, brief introduction. Now, if you heard Pal's footsteps, he also is the security guard here at the What Is Life podcast studios. So he does patrol every now and then whenever he hears something or, you know, he does a good job. So shout out to Pal for that. The beauty of tension is that it teaches you the only way to deal with it is to apply pressure back. Because when you apply pressure back, that's when you are able to create and manifest something depending on your intent. Usually, we conquer nothing or destroy a relationship or even build a stronger foundation within that relationship when we are honest with the person whether if it comes out brutal or if it comes out nicely, you're still going to get told that truth, which is a half truth, because all truths are half truths. Then depending on how that truth was delivered, it will take them however, however long that person needs to register with that truth. If it's delivered to them brutally, maybe they'll respond faster to that truth and prove that that truth is not true in their life. Or it may take them a while, a long time to bounce back from that truth because that pressure that applied to them was so devastating, such a blow to them that they were unable to even stand up from it to even want to get back up from it just submit it from it because trust me you can apply pressure in silence don't get it confused ladies and gentlemen so people are either up to something or they're up to nothing it's really one or the other There's no in between. Now, when you have an intent and the will to get something done and you get it done, look at how much intensity you applied. Look at your focus. Look how driven you were to get that done. That takes a lot of intensity. 
all tension is, it is the river. It is the fire. It is the ice coldness. It is that burning flame that either makes you lay down and fold to it, submit to it, or it makes you a diamond. It makes you a crystal. It makes you a rock. It makes you hardened. It makes you strong. And we're all strong. We're all diamonds. We're all crystals. We're all stars. We're all shine. We are whatever we think we are. You are whatever you think you are. And I am who I am. The more intensity that we apply to whatever we are destined to be, the faster we will get there. But we have to learn when and where to be intense, when to be intense, and when and where to just relax and chill and really have that me time. Get out of your head. Get into a book, watch a show, go for a walk, enjoy nature. Go look at a tree, look at the leaves. Go get some flowers, smell some flowers. Go hang out with your friends, man. We all have free will. We all want to do great things. But if we don't do what it takes to get that thing done, then we will never do great things. So how, how intense are you about your intentions in life? Only you can save yourself. God is only with you as much as you call upon him. So if your relationship's not tight with him, it's like, yo, because we're here to learn how to be God. We have to be the God of our own lives. We have to really structure, plan out, and manifest what we want to happen in our lives. Or others will plan it and do it for us. So how much power do you really want to have over your life? Can you handle all that tension? Can you master all those emotions that tension brings because we're all going to lay down to tension for a little bit but it's the fact that we get the fuck back up that's what makes us great 
that's what makes us such powerful beings. Because we can always put our mind on our vision. We can put our mind on our purpose. And we can focus intensely. We can focus intensely to bring that to life. To make it happen. To bring it into the physical. I remember when I used to live on base, right? I was in, I want to say sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade. This was back when my dad was actually paying me an allowance. He was paying me $5 a week (laughs) to be a houseboy. But anyway, I would be so excited for that $5 because that was just enough to get me a small Oreo shake from Baskin Robbins. And in Florida, you know, it'd be like 95 degrees, 96 degrees. Heat index at 107, 108. Humidity, a hundred and million percent. So it'd be hot. I mean, hot. But, you know, I'd ride my bike down to Baskin Robbins. Have my uh, CD player. Know what I mean? <laughs> Have my CD player. This was back when I used to burn CDs at Dalton's house. Shout out Dalton. You know, we used to have the root beer floats. And then his dad got pissed because we stopped. We ate up all the ice cream in like two days. <laughs> Making root beer floats. Burning CDs. Those were some good times. But um, yeah, I'd ride my bike down the Baskin Robbins. And that was my reward for the week. Buying myself some ice cream. For doing my chores. Ain't that crazy? That's how I chose to spend that five. I'm sure sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I did save them fives. So I can buy my video games and stuff. Dang. That's interesting. Y'all just went back in time with me. But my focus, that was my focus. That was my intent. And I was intense when I did my shit because I did not like doing chores twice. So I made sure I did a good job. And I took pride in being the best dishwasher in the house. I don't know why. But washing dishes is still therapeutic to me. That's probably why they're excited for me to come home every time I come home sometimes. Because they know they're going to get a clean house. <laughs> Yo, I'm for real. I go there. I be scrubbing toilets, scrubbing bath, the bathtub, all that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be a guest. You know what I mean? I'm trying to lay up too. But yeah. So, before I start rambling, in a nutshell, life is intense. Get over it. The sooner you respect it, the better your life is going to flow. 
because you're going to encounter a lot of intense people, a lot of intense emotions, a lot of <laughs> intense situations. But the more you rise above all that, the less it comes because you won't even see it as intense. You'll be so desensitized to it. You'll just see it as life because it's what life is. It's all an illusion. Don't, don't pay attention to the bullshit. But that's all the time we have here for the What Is Life podcast. As always, man, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spees. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. If you haven't copped the book, if you have not purchased the book, I Love So Blind, you still can. It's on Amazon. We got the ebook on there as well. You can cop the paperback, whichever you prefer. You can get it on iBooks, your Kindle, anywhere that you can buy a book. Go to that website and you'll find it there. Just type in a love so blind and it's going to pop right up. But yes, thank you all. I love you all. If you made it to the end, you are a special soul. Like this is so dope what we're building here. Episode 43 in the books. Stay tuned for episode 44. As always, it's getting spooky. It's getting spooky.